welcome to the 99th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week, we're talking about the VHS franchise. This is an anthology series, which means that it contains a number of short movies tied together with a framing narrative. Um, Other anthologies I've talked about on this podcast are Creepshow, Trick or Treat, All Hallows' Eve, etc. Um, In the first movie, and most of the movies in this franchise, everything is tied together um, also because they're considered found footage movies. So VHS was created by Brad Miska, and he did this trilogy, A Horrible Way to Die, and Southbound. And also he worked with Bloody Disgusting, which is a horror website created by him and Tom Owen. And it later evolved into a film production company, and it released um, the three VHS movies, A Horrible Way to Die, Southbound, and um, a series of films that were called Bloody Disgusting Selects. So there are actually five movies total in this franchise and a miniseries. So the first one is VHS. I'll tell you now, sometimes it's listed just spelled VHS and sometimes it's V slash H slash S. So that makes it a little hard to find um, at times. But it was, it came out in 2012. And since these are anthologies, I'm not going to go over all of the directors, writers, producers, actors, etc. since there are so many. Um, but the, the main directors are Adam Wingard, David Bruckner, Ty West, Glenn McQuaid, Joe Swamber, and Radio Silence, which is a filmmaking collective. The budget on the first movie was $242,000, box office of $11.9 million. So definitely a good return on investment. VHS 2 came out one year later in 2013. Um, Directors this time around included some of the same people and also added Jason Eisner, who did Hobo with a Shotgun, Eduardo Sanchez, and Greg Hale, who did Blair Witch Project one of the most famous found footage franchises. And returning is Simon Barrett, who did A Horrible Way to Die, and again, Adam Wingard, who did You're Next. The third movie is VHS Viral, which came out in 2014. It went straight to video on demand. The fourth movie, and I'm just including it here, really it's a spinoff of... Um, from 2016, so that's two years later. It's a full-length adaptation of the Amateur Night short story um, that was from the first film. So Hannah, I think her last name is Fearman, returns as the character Lily, starring Chase Williamson, Justin Wellborn, Michael Aaron Milligan, Hayes McCour, and Randy McDowell. Then there's a mini-series that appeared on Snapchats. It says uh, it was came out in 2018, so that's two years later. 
and that's part of what they were calling Snap Originals, and these are very short little um, videos. We'll talk about more about that later, but that's still available to see on Snapchat. And lastly, VHS 94. You would think that it came out in 1994, but nope, it doesn't. It came out this year in 2021, and... Um, it got the name, I guess, because that's the year that handheld video cameras came out. Where to find these movies? The first VHS is for free on Tubi. VHS 2 is on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, Apple TV, etc. for the usual $3 to $4 each. That's the same for Viral and Siren. Um, then the mini series, as I said, is available on uh, Snapchat, and VHS 94 is only available on Shutter. Rotten Tomatoes scores. The first movie, critics got a 50, gave it a 57, audiences gave it a 41. The second one, critics gave it a 71, audiences gave it a 51. VHS Viral, critics gave it a 34, audiences gave it a 13. So it's definitely the lowest one in the series. The spin-off Siren, critics gave it a 65 audiences gave it a 40, so that's pretty high. And of course, Snapchat um, movies are not rated here. And lastly, VHS 94, critics gave it a 92, audiences gave it a 55. So this is one of the rare occasions where the very last movie so far, the franchise, is actually the most highly rated of everything. Uh, the plot um, typically, I do the Rotten Tomatoes overview and then talk about the plot. Um, I'm just going to talk about each one of the segments very quickly and just say, like, which one was my favorite and that sort of thing. Since there are, I can't remember how many are there are if you total up all of these movies, but the first one has six um, segments. The second movie has five. The third movie has five. Um... Video shorts, as I said, are super short. They have five. And the last one has also five. So the first one, VHS, Rotten Tomatoes says, Hired to steal a rare VHS tape from a remote house, a ragtag band of crooks finds a dead body, old TVs, and a lot of cryptic footage. So the story uh, is called the wraparound story uh, that ties all of these together is named Tape 56. So it's really, these guys are a bunch of jerks. They're videotaping themselves like um, assaulting women in the parking lot and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know about you, but I wanted them all suffer a painful death real quick. Um... So they decide that they're going to try to make some money by breaking into the house and stealing a VHS tape. But, of course, things don't go as planned. So that's the wraparound story. Then the first movie is Amateur Night, which I mentioned before. And, again, there's more jerks who rent a hotel room and plan to secretly film themselves having sex with girls. And they end up with a strange girl they bring back called Lily, and she really doesn't say much. I think she says, I like you, or something. Obviously, something's going on with her. And, again, 
Things do not go as planned, and this is probably my favorite movie of the entire franchise. And I'm not the only one, of course, since they did a spinoff, which I must say I did not. I haven't watched a spinoff yet, but um, I plan to. I just haven't got around to it. But yeah, Amateur Night is a lot of fun, so I definitely suggest you check it out. The second movie is Second Honeymoon. And it's really about the uncomfortableness of a couple's relationship, which is not going too well. They're on a road trip, and it has a fun twist ending. Uh, The next movie is Tuesday the 17th. Notice its um, name is derived from Friday the 13th. And it's about a monster that's called a glitch monster, which is kind of like staticky. Um, and some kids that are lost in the woods. Um, The next movie is called The Sick Thing That Happened to Emily When She Was Younger. So this is considered Zoom horror, probably one of the first ones that um, tried to do something with video conferencing because this is before Unfriended or Host came out. And it's about a guy who is gaslighting his girlfriend and their long-distance relationship. Uh, it has kind of a fun ending. I would like to see that one fleshed out a little bit more. So that was a pretty good one. And then lastly is called 103198. And some guys think they are going to an abandoned house for Halloween. But instead they end up in a whole lot of trouble. That was pretty good too. I... um. I've watched the first VH movie, VHS movie a couple of times, and um, I, yeah, like I said, Amateur Night's my favorite, probably followed by, let's see, probably the sick thing that happened to Emily, but I thought they were all pretty good, so... VHS 2, Rotten Tomatoes says, As they search for clues for the whereabouts of a missing student, a couple view the ghastly stories recorded on collections of videotapes. So VHS 2 continues with the found footage theme. And as a whole, this is considered the best of the movies. I think. Well, it always depends on who you ask, but... um, The wraparound story, this time it's called Tape 49, and this time two detectives who are also a couple are in search of a missing student and end up in the same house as in number one. So that's kind of how they connected them together. The first movie after the wraparound is Phase 1 Clinical Trials, and this is about a guy with a bionic eye who sees dead people. The next one is called A Ride in the Park, And this is a zombie point of view with a GoPro. So he was a bike rider, had a GoPro on his head, and then got killed, turned into a zombie, and then starts chasing people around at a picnic area. Some people don't like this, but I thought it was lots of fun, and I'd like to see a full movie about that as well. And my favorite one of this movie is Safe Haven. And again, I would put it way up there with Amateur Night as one of the best of the franchise. The splatter effects in this one are amazing. 
and basically it's about some people who are going to do a documentary on a religious cult. I think it's in Indonesia, and it's it's pretty crazy. So definitely suggest you check that one out. And then the last movie in this one is called Slumber Party Alien Abduction. So not too hard to figure out what's going to happen there. Um, they end up at some point with the GoPro on a dog's head. So that's a pretty fun twist. And some kids are at a party. And then bad things happen. Um, the pacing I thought was really good in this one. It was non-stop on the aliens attacking people. So that was pretty good. And then VHS Viral, Rotten Tomatoes says, A police chase through the streets of Los Angeles inspires dozens of fame-obsessed teens to try to capture these salacious footage, but they are unaware that they will face their own deaths as stars in the next video sensation. So that's the framing or narrative wraparound story. Um... To me, it didn't do it as much as uh, the other two stories. There was just too much going on. And it was kind of hard to follow. Um, as a whole, VHS Viral is considered the worst of the franchise. And that wraparound story is actually named Vicious Circles because the guy who has stolen the ambulance is just driving around town, I guess, in a circle. And at some point, he ends up with a main character's girlfriend and then he goes looking for him and tries to chase him out on a bicycle but lots of people get killed because they're stupid and they're recording of course trying to record that and they fall off of bridges and get run over and all sorts of stuff um so next movie is called dante the great and it's about a magician's cloak that's actually magic and this guy's Magician's girlfriends start disappearing, and it's about a woman who goes to the police station to um, report him. Then next is Parallel Monsters. I thought this was a very interesting idea. A guy enters a parallel universe. Um, he makes some sort of contraption where he enters there, and there he meets himself. So the, both of the guys agree that they will meet back at whatever and 30 minutes or whatever. So this guy goes exploring the other universe, but he quickly finds out that even though almost everything looks the same, it is very different there. That's another one I would like to see a, a longer version of. Then Bone Storm. It's about a bunch of skateboarders who go to Mexico, and they end up encountering a demonic death cult or something like that. has a lot of splatters in it, and it has fun first-person action shots, even though there's really not much of a plot, except skateboarders fighting something. Dead dead people, something. And then there's another film which I didn't see, but in case you hear about it, it's called Gorgeous Vortex, but it wasn't in the streaming options that I saw. It's actually just an extra on the DVD, apparently. And then I'll skip the spin-off and go to Snapchat. Um, it doesn't really have a wraparound story. It just has an intro to the series. And then the four movies that are there are Stray Dog, Rearview Window, The Nest, and First Kiss. So super fast. They're very, very short.
And lastly, VHS 94, Rotten Tomatoes says, A Shudder original film, VHS 94, is the fourth installment in the hit anthology franchise and marks the return of the infamous found footage uh, with segments from franchise alums Simon Barnett, who did Seance, Tino, I'm going to mess up his last name, but he also did the movie May the Devil Take You Too. In addition to acclaimed directors Jennifer Reeder, who did Knives and Skin, Ryan Prouse, who did Low Life, and Chloe, again, I'm going to mess up her last name, OKUNO, Okuno, who did Slut. In VHS 94, after the discovery of a mysterious VHS tape, a brutish police force, police SWAT team, launch a high-intensity raid on a remote warehouse only to discover a sinister cult compound where collections of pre-recorded material uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. So the wraparound story is called Holy Hell. And again, it's about the SWAT team. And then the films in that series are Storm Drain. So something is living in the sewers. This reminds me of the movie Wreck. Since you have a reporter and a cameraman who are getting into lots of trouble. Then we have The Empty Wake about a woman who's forced to work at a wake where no one uh, attends. Then we have The Subject, Dr. Frankenstein Gone Wild. Um, this is from the same director who did Safe Haven, so it's pretty good, pretty freaky, and it's probably my favorite um, movie of this uh, VHS 94 and then lastly terror is about militia members who might be the most frightening thing in the series um, because to some degree they're real on to trivia there's not much trivia but I'm just going to read what's here there's a few interesting things so the brick house that the three guys break into while the VHS tapes are located is the same house from a found footage web series on YouTube that popularized Slender Man called Marble Hornets. I don't know anything about that. So um, Tuesday the 17th would take place right after Friday the 13th. The name and camping setting are reference, of course, to Friday the 13th. Sam and Stephanie's fortune cards from the machine in Second Honeymoon allude to the other arcs of the anthology as well as its own arc. I didn't notice that. And then VHS 2 was originally entitled S-VHS. Top billing for the segment Slumber Party Alien Abduction is given to the dog which is fun, when Larry and Aisha break in and Larry first searches Kyle's house, Aisha pushes play on Kyle's laptop. Three seconds of footage that show tape 56 from the first VHS movie are there. Therefore, footage of tape 56 is shown on tape 49, placing the first and second films not only in the same universe but also part of the same plot. This is widely considered 
one of three cornerstone mumblegore motion pictures, a subgenre of mumblegore popularized by the original VHS. As with the previous film, this was made under the sponsorship of Bloody Disgusting. Many director directors of the previous film returned, joined by other new directors. This film was rushed into production in late 2012. It premiered in January 2013, like its predecessor at Park City Library Center's Theater as part of the 2013 Sundance Film Festival. The role of Herman was originally written with James, let's see, Rolf, R-O-U-L-F-E in mind. However, Rolf was unable to accept because he was busy working on Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie. The Safe Haven cult uses symbols similar to those from the Blair Witch Trial. Both Eduardo Sanchez and Adam Wingard, the directors of two other segments in this film, have directed Blair Witch Films. And VHS Viral, Rob Zombie was set to direct, but couldn't agree with the studio on how the story should proceed, so he stepped down. Lily from Amateur Night can be seen in the distorted scrambled camera phone images. During the wraparound segment, I didn't notice that. Todd Lincoln's segment, Gorgeous Vortex, can be found after the credits for the main film's end. I don't know what that means. Um, huh. Well, I don't know. I don't think it was in the streaming version. Or if it was, I missed it. The music used at the end of the movie is not opera. It is described as it is described in closed captions. It is Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement, and D minor. In the scene towards the end, inside the ice cream truck where the videos begin uploading, one of the cameras displays the scene from Safe Haven segment from VHS 2. Not reading uh, anything from Siren here. And there is no trivia from VHS 94. So why should you watch these movies? Well, anthologies are always a mixed bag. You're never really sure what you're going to end up with. You can have, you know, one or two very strong segments and the rest of them are duds. But the good thing is about anthologies is if you don't like something, it'll be over pretty soon anyway. So um, I enjoy anthologies because they give you access to a lot of different ideas instead of just sticking with one set of characters, you know, for two hours or whatever. Um, let's see. Recipe. I think we already talked about foods popular in the 1990s, like Hot Pockets, Lunchables, things like this. So I checked out the most popular food of 94, per VHS 94, and it looks like it's Caesar salad. So I found an article from 1994 from the St. Louis Dispatch that talks about how the Caesar salad came into existence, and this story is that 
there was a restaurant where they were out of something. Um, oh, this says to, according to the National Rest Restaurant Association, Caesar Child shows up on 50% of restaurant menus nationwide compared to 31% in 1988. So that's from 1994. Um, let's see. And the guy that invented the Caesar salad, according to this story, is Caesar Cardini, who whipped up his namesake salad, um, and Tijuana at his restaurant. And the story goes that on July the 4th, 1924, more patrons than expected descended on the hotel restaurant where he was the chef. It was Prohibition. So lots of Hollywood types came across the border, and it didn't take long for him to realize that the supply of fresh vegetables wouldn't fortify the crowd. He gathered up some of the staples available in most good Italian restaurants and went to work, and thus the Caesar salad was born. He did not use anchovies in the original because he intended for his salad to have a subtle taste and thought anchovies were anything but subtle. Instead, he used a dash of Worcestershire sauce, which contained anchovies. Nor did he include mustard in any form, though many recipes call for just a bit of it to add a little bit of extra zing. So um, I'll include the link to this. Oh, and the restaurant, the original recipe for Caesar salad said, publis, said publicist for Caesar Cardini Foods, which markets the Caesar salad dressing. I'll include a link to that so you can see what all the ingredients are. And then also, I will include a link to the Spruce Eats, which we've referenced a number of times on this podcast. And that has step-by-step -step directions on making a Caesar salad. Looks really good. Makes me want a salad now. Um... They have something in here that I didn't know about that I had to look up. Let's see, something with an egg. I can't remember what they called it, but basically it's, you know, including the egg in there to hold the ingredients together, but also there's a potential for uh, food poisoning if you leave that out too long. Oh, a coddled egg, C-O-D-D-L-E-D. Never heard of that before, so I had to look it up. So that's really it for this week. Uh, that's a little-known anthology, so I thought I would cover it, especially since uh, the last one just came out on Cheddar recently. And where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfried at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com Until next week, stay safe. Um, I'm recording this on a Monday evening and it's 6.10 and it's already very dark outside since the time just changed. So it's going to take a couple of days to get used to that. But um, till next week, stay safe. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.